0: The Hump, episode 33, Pandemic Purgatory. Welcome to The Hump, your show about how to get one over in the same cold life. This is Burnt Bowen. And Chad Beeland. Chad, we're back. <laughs> Season three, baby. Season three. <laughs> what was it you told me the other day? We're like Game of Thrones, man. You're, you're Even more kept- so. Like the, the, <laughs> the seasons get further and further apart. <laughs> Well, we have good reason for that, which will, as we start to unpack the season three, we'll talk about some of the things that have kind of hit me personally. And as we were discussing before, you know, we even jumped on here. You were like, "Something you've got a life situation that's taken over my and Becca's life completely." Yeah, really took it over from start of like mid last year through through now, and then. I think we found some space where you and I can talk and a door pops open and says, I'm going to the hospital, right? So,
1: <laughs> Oh my gosh, man. You're uh you're on your audition for sainthood right now, the both of you.
0: Yes. Yes. And instead of pandemic purgatory, we should name this episode pandemic peril.
1: There's a lot of both. I mean, it's
0: purgatory and peril. Purgatory and peril. Well, we're back. I'm excited to be back. We're going to make a commitment to where. We're going to do this as long as we can until another major life event just swats my ass. <laughs> <laughs> life has a way of doing that, doesn't it? it? It does have a way of doing that. And that's why we take what's the, what's the saying? It's not how many times you get knocked down and it's how many times you get back up.
1: Yeah. 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 And along those lines, I also thought of the Mike Tyson quote, like everybody has a plan until they get punched.
0: <laughs> 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 i i think i'm glass half full you're half empty tonight with the Dyson reference i'll let you take your drink so what are you drinking tonight
1: well looking for something new uh this was actually given to me from a friend it's uh clown shoes berry blender ipa what's kind of funny is you know you think clown shoes it's jovial and whatnot but there's like the grim reapers on the can like Oh,
0: Oh, geez. Kind of mixed messages. Yeah, very much mixed. Apropos for tonight's episode where we're talking about doom and gloom related to the pandemic. Yeah. And even the Grim Reaper can pick things up. Like in one hand, he has
1: his traditional scythe. I think that's a scythe. I'm not sure. But the other, he has a a blender that he, you know, he's making the making the berry juice
0: in. Yeah. So odd, you and I did not compare notes on the wardrobe the beer wardrobe for tonight but i'm drinking the voodoo ranger 1985 ipa i believe that has a skeleton on the can as well one wearing a hawaiian shirt new belgium yeah again a juxtaposition kind of very ambivalent we got a skeleton wearing 1985 garb jean what is that like a jean jacket Yeah, it's like a jean jacket and flappy hat. It's almost like the new Wonder Woman
1: movie stole that exact marketing and everything.
0: I I think so. It is. It's quite nice. I think you, I think you gifted this to me. I gave you that one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, you and I've talked. Listeners haven't talked to us, but you and I've talked. So how have you been doing? It's been a slog,
1: man. I mean, I think we're 10 days short of a full year of this shit. (laughs) And it's, I haven't had the same issues to deal with that you have. So I can't even imagine what it's been like for you.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we're launching this season three and we've been addressing some serious COVID fatigue. And I think that's the topic of our show tonight is just talking about how we've been dealing with the the pandemic. (laughs) Um, I'm done with it. It's the we haven't gotten dumber gotten as dumber. a society. Yes, I swear I've only had like three sips of this beer, folks. But uh, you know, kind of where we struggled and and some things that you know haven't haven't kind of swung our way. So, you know, when we're we're talking about that, where where have you had maybe some of the most difficulty with? Just you know, you talked about it. We're almost on the 10 year anniversary anniversary of everything, like closing down. It feels like ten years. Yeah, did I say 10, oh, ten <laughs> you said days? Ten years? Did I say ten yeah. years? Yeah. I mean, it, it feels, feels like, like ten it, years, but one year. But yeah, one year. We're ten days from the one year anniversary.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a it's a slog. It's been a grind, and you just kind of go through ebbs and flows of of feeling okay, and then just feeling down as hell. And then around here in the Kansas City area, we we really got got a nut punch a couple weeks ago. We had like, I believe it was 14 days straight where the temperature did not get above 15 degrees. And many of those days were like negative eight, negative six, that really
0: started to get tough. Mm-hmm yeah. It started to get so tough, not only on us physically and emotionally, but even like my car. Mm-hmm so my car had not made its way out of the garage, I think through the whole month of January or February. And it actually had a brand new battery in it from late last fall. And I went to start it earlier in the week and it was completely dead. Hmm. Brand new battery. I mean, I ended up having to charge the thing and it's still, I mean, it's still a decent battery. It's just, just sitting dormant. Just no use. So it just kind of wouldn't work. Well, it didn't work. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people are kind of that way. It's like, we've been stuck inside and dealing with the cold, dealing with the elements and you actually ask them to respond or to work. And it's like, yeah, just don't (laughs) want to work. Got zero fucks to give. Yeah. Yeah. I, (laughs) I can't tell you how many people
1: I've talked to and they're basically like, even my pets are feeling it. I got a friend that he's like, my dog's going through a depression, man. Like, Didn't want to go outside when it was negative two, just never pees in the house. And all of a sudden, even the dog's like, screw it. I'm just going right here. I don't care.
0: Yeah. We've been having some issues with the pug in that, in that regard, the dog, he's, we're trying to figure out if that's physical or mental. Yeah. He's of the age. It could be physical, unfortunately. Yeah. I think it might be a little of both with him. Yeah. So where, where have you kind of personally struggled? I mean, what, what things have you been seeing as part of covid where it's like hit you know hit you and you're like damn it this is i've hit my breaking point
1: yeah i mean i'm just i'm a social person i love to get out i love to do things always up to trying anything and just being locked in your house day after day and then you know you see knuckleheads online on twitter and whatnot that are they're out kicking it and you're just like i mean you fucking idiots like i feel like i'm doing my part and all we need is everybody to kind of do the same, but we're a selfish country for the most part. So yeah, just it's frustrating when you feel like you're doing the right thing. And then you see people
0: that just don't give a shit. Yeah. But you largely, you know, stayed quarantined right through most of the year. Oh yeah. Don't go out and mean, you and your wife, are the type of people that I know would be out and about town having dinner, just about everywhere. Going to the coffee shop. I know there's only one coffee shop you go to basically in town. And it's because it's essentially in an air hanger. So <laughs> yeah. you're, nearly, you're nearly outside. Yeah. Right.
1: I mean, it's nuts. It's crazy. I don't know. This is something that's going to stick with us probably the rest of our lives. I know my kids will talk about it. You know, I have one in college and one in high school, and they're both doing 100% remote. And it's just, I see it taking its toll on them too. It's just, I don't even think we know for sure everything that's going to come from this.
0: Yeah. All the ramifications that are going to come from this. And it's, it's weird. I think, you know, I asked you how you reacted to it, right? I know different people react differently to it. And there was, you know, I was reading this article in nature magazine. They were talking about, they showed year over year, the percentage of adults that had experienced at any point in time in that given year, depression. And in 2019, pre-pandemic, U.S. adults like 11% had said they had experienced. And this was this was an article I read in Nature, and I'll put this in the show notes so people can check it out. But they said then they started to capture the data up through the first month or two of the pandemic last year, and that number jumped from 11% to 42% of U.S. adults. And this is at the beginning. This was at the beginning. So one of the issues they said they're having now, it's because anytime you do market research like that, it takes some time to catch up and get that. It's hard to get live data. Yeah. So, you know, they're having to catch up. It'll be interesting to see, you know, at the point where we are now, March, 2021, that number could be 60, 70%. Who knows what that number could be? Oh, yeah. I would think it's higher than that. Yeah. I mean, everybody spelt it at some point. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it is. And what's, you know, what's odd is I was seeing on local news, you know, they were talking about most people are lethargic. Like you said, I could not, I could not give a fuck. You know, most people experience or think about depression that way. That's on the local news. They were talking to people, you know, it was almost a public service announcement expressing to people, Hey, watch the substance. I know like, don't turn to <laughs> alcohol. because the number of cases in the local hospitals where people were destroying their livers, Mm. like just absolutely train wrecking their livers. And it's bizarre. My alcohol consumption has stayed the same or even dropped. It's been pretty weird. I've got my own, I've got my own issues, right? Yeah. I've got my own issues, but alcohol hasn't been, I I enjoy a good beer, but I, I haven't like dug into the beer. No, part, I mean, you're untapped. You've been very quiet in the last year. Yeah, very, very quiet, right? Which, you you know, some of that. But then, basically, on the news, it was the number of people that have come in for alcohol poisoning or had to have work done on their liver. They said his, and I forget the stat, I only caught the tail end of it, was, you know, was should, it, they were basically doing a public service announcement around, keep off the juice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's funny because I'm sure the alcohol companies are like, we love the pandemic,
0: man. This is great. Oh, yeah. Sales have been through the roof. Yeah. Bless your boulevard, which we'll get to in a later episode, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy
1: because, you know, when this first started, you're kind of like, this is actually kind of cool. Get to hang out at home. You know, I'm working from home exclusively. Get to watch a lot of good stuff. And, like, I feel like I've got to the end of Netflix and I'm just fucking done with it
0: all. (laughs) And you're standing at the end of the streaming world. And you're like, what was the meaning of it all? (laughs) Like,
1: I do not want to watch another minute of TV. I just want to go outside and sit outside in a brewery, just listening to the birds sing. And that's all I want.
0: Or a really bad singer songwriter at this point, I would take up a really bad singer songwriter on a brewery deck any day at this point.
1: Oh yeah, some hipster dude, you know, with a a banjo or you know, just it sounds awesome. Yes, it sounds it sounds lovely.
0: Has you it know, affected your sleep at all or anything? Oh, uh, I was so. Here's the deal. I've I was reading this great article and I've tried to refind it because I was going to share it with everybody. And if somebody finds it, I'd love to see it still. Where. I thought it was in USA today, but I'm not a hundred percent sure is they were talking about all these other ways that depression kind of manifests beyond just like substance abuse, which we talked about lethargy, you know, you would expect weight gain because you're kind of sedentary and all that kind of stuff. But things like my bugaboos working too much, right? So the work from home. The work from home, I'm already a bit of a workaholic, but the work from home situation has made it hard for people to know when to, if you were kind of a go into the office type person where you'd go in and then leave and you could turn it off once you left, work from home started to screw with people's boundaries. I barely had any boundaries anyway. And based on my current life situation, I almost kind of like to escape into my work as well. (laughs) Right. Right where I'm holding even like what I call plus one hours. And my plus one hours are I wrap up for dinner, spend time. And that's the dinner thing's been a bit of a silver lining on the pandemic. We can talk more about that next week. It's been a little bit of a silver lining. I've got a, you know, I have a high school senior and Mm -hmm. this year I would never have seen him in a non pandemic world, but now (laughs) that we've got a pandemic, he's at dinner practically every night. Right right? So, but then I'll have dinner, watch a show or two with Becca or hang out. And then when she goes to bed, instead of, you know, me reading or doing something else, I'll come back down in my office and I'll start working for another hour. Which turns into two hours. Two or three hours. And so my plus one hour. So it's, it's really just work, you know, like working too much. I heard a great quote on Twitter a
1: while back and it was basically like, we're not working from home. We're living at work because there are no boundaries. So like, and you get bored. Like I said, you get tired of watching TV. I, I mean, I guess i will just bang out some work or something, you know?
0: Yeah. Now, I got to granted some of the work I'm taking on to is new and super interesting and even fun. Like, you know, I took on a, I'm an adjunct professor this year. So taking on that set of responsibility, I'm digging into things that I really enjoy. Right, And I'm reading about things and I guess I could call reading for an hour about on a book on podcasting was something I would enjoy, but other people would call that work. You know, it's been been really interesting. We've been talking about depression and things people have been doing, you know, as a result of the pandemic. So we've been talking about alcohol consumption going up and those kinds of things. You know, it was about this time last year, we had Bubba Gaddert on Mm. talk video gaming. And one of the concerns was screen time and kids playing too much video games. And actually there was a study and I'll have to find it and put the, put the link in the show notes as well. There was a study done that linked lower depression to video game playing for boys. I could see that it's a bit of socialization and yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's not the same as now we talked about how freeze-ass cold it was a couple of weeks you and i are having this conversation it's actually 72 degrees tonight and you're hoping they're outside as opposed to sitting in plugged in right but when it was cold when it was 15 degrees i don't think grant noticed i don't think he noticed a difference <laughs> yeah just permission man
1: like might as well yeah. i mean and as parents too you struggle with that because it's the one thing that maybe gives them a little reprieve from this bullshit and But at the same time, you're always aware, like, is this healthy that they never see the sun? So,
0: ah, the sun, the sun, the sun. Well, the sun's going to be out this week. What are you guys doing this weekend? Still on lockdown, man. I don't know. I mean, go outside and do something. You haven't gotten your vaccine yet, have you? No. No. Are you on the list? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Why are you (laughs) acting guilty about that? I'm not. Yeah, I'm
1: supposed to get it a week from Saturday, so. All right. Well, my wife's gotten both of her shots. Yeah, I know.
0: All right. She's kind of.
1: That's how pathetic it is, though, because I've always been somebody, like, I love to have a trip on the calendar. Even if it's like 18 months away, I don't care. I can just see that date. And, you know, August of 2022, I'm going somewhere. And you haven't had that. I mean, we had to cancel... I think four trips last year, one of which was with you guys going to Vancouver, which I'm still pissed about. And I was telling my wife tonight that like just having the appointment for the vaccine is taking the place of having a trip on the horizon, just because it's something
0: to look forward to a little bit of hope, a little bit of hope. Yep. i I signed up. I don't know when I'll be. I'm on a wait list to get mine. Now, will your life, do you believe your life will change after you, will you behave differently once you get the vaccine, go through both shots?
1: No, I mean, I'm not going to be some knucklehead and I'm going to go, go out to dinner and sit in restaurants and, and that kind of stuff. But no, I guess I just look at it this way. Like I have some family members that have gotten it. I know some other people that have gotten it. And everything that I've read and seen, Dr. Fauci, whatever, is basically like, you know, if you keep it to small, tight groups and everybody's been vaccinated, then yeah, it's cool to, to gather. Like, now that doesn't mean we're all going to Arrowhead with 80,000 people and we're going to, you know, get wild. But no, just I like long for the day when I can have you over and come in the house, sit down, let's have a beer
0: yeah you and i are relocated to at this point fire pits and outdoor patio time. yeah completely that's all i've been doing for the last year which and you couldn't do that when it was freeze-ass cold i tried a few times it <laughs> it gets cold quick yeah yeah god god love him uh there's a local sports talk guy Siren petro that he was talking about how he watched every single chiefs game outside with his buddies. Yeah. And he committed to doing it even all the way through the super bowl. And he was, I think he, he said by the time he got down to the super bowl, he had seven layer because that was right in the thick. He had like seven layers of clothes on to be able to stomach that.
1: Oh, no shit. Yeah. I mean, I watched the AFC championship game in a friend's garage and of course it's, you know, Kansas city. So they're 30 mile an hour winds blowing and, I had every layer I could find on sitting in two feet from a space heater, and i I still was freezing I mean uh winter did not help the pandemic that's for sure
0: no it, it it did not it did not well, we're past the winter, yes, we're heading back towards the sun, not I called in the 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 pool you're gonna be able to resume your pool cleaning duties here soon yeah I got my speedos just been hanging up, waiting. It's almost time. April ninth. The pool is getting opened. i'm I'm down. I will be your skim boy. All right. I've got you I've got you signed up for that. so how how have you seen? have there been things you've been so you were talking about the vaccine being a almost like one of your trips that you have on the calendar as a way to kind of lighten the lighten the mood and think differently about? about things. Are there other other things you've done to kind of cope? I mean, just the weather this last week
1: has done miraculous things for my morale. I mean, the end of that two week stretch of shitty weather, I was I just wanted to go outside and scream. I sat out on the front porch this morning for about thirty minutes and just just sat there. Didn't do wasn't listening to anything, didn't read anything. Just literally just sat there for 30 minutes and it was it was glorious.
0: It's almost like meditation. Yeah. It it felt that way. Yeah. It's almost like meditation. We had somebody come by. So with the new house and I'm teasing things. So for folks, the studios changed. We're not doing video tonight because I've got to set all that back up and we'll do a whole episode kind of on the sandwich generation. And my life has changed pretty dramatically where we decided my mother-in-law is pretty progressive Parkinson's and. We made a big decision middle of last year to close, sell one house, sell her house, and buy a new house. So we have a pool now, which is a nice perk, right? I guess very nice pool. Yeah, it's very nice, very nice perk. Um, but we had a wood rot guy come by the other day, and he was talking to talking to Becca, and Becca was flying back and forth from talking to the guy about the wood rot to her mom checking in on her mom to make sure her mom was okay back and forth and back and forth and just like hummingbird (laughs) like nervous nervous energy and he looked at me was like is she okay she seems a little high Um, i'm like to be determined i'm like you have to kind of understand the situation he goes so she comes back was pretty funny she comes back and she says he says to her he goes have you ever thought about meditation and he goes, you you just seem to be bouncing all over the place. And then she was like, "Well, I would like to meditate." Or he goes, "Or alternatively, marijuana, yeah, or meditate yeah. while on marijuana, or or yeah, why not? Do, why not? Do, why not do both? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to find anything to keep your sanity. Yeah." Like you taking your, your headphone cord and making Dexter glasses out of them (laughs) while you're wearing your Hawkins, AV club (laughs) t-shirt. Harry Potter. Yeah. (laughs) Got to entertain yourself these days. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's the thing. I, I just laughter, just laughter. Mm -hmm. I have probably, I've watched more comedies actually paid attention and watched snl just trying to focus on things (laughs) where i could induce some form of laughter to let
1: stopped watching seven and schindler's list and passion of the christ not movies you want to yeah
0: well my wife's bad enough becca's bad enough watching all the murder porn (laughs) the true crime that i've got i've got to balance that shit out right so been watching a lot uh a lot of comedies when she when she goes to bed and i'm just i'm just beat the other thing i was watching too that's kind of interesting i don't know if you saw this on netflix was surviving death is that a bear Grylls one or is that something else No, it's a documentary about people that have had like near-death experiences oh, and gosh. how their lives have been completely altered by those near-death experiences which is pretty true it's well done, pretty trippy. They lead, they're super smart too, because the, the opening episode, they lead with the near-death experience of a woman who's a doctor and she nearly died like 20 or 30 years ago in Chile, whitewater rafting. She was kayaking and she had a mishap kayaking and was basically underwater for 30 minutes. That's a long time. That is a long time. Wow. That's so, really cold water. Uh, yeah, really cold water. And yeah, I, all the circumstances that lead up to it are, are, are pretty phenomenal. It, it brought back memories for me because I've actually been dumped while white, you know, the story (laughs) I've been dumped while whitewater rafting and prayed to God a lot (laughs) while I was stuck in the river and had to be hauled out. So that was pretty interesting though, too, just based on their perspective around death. So, which may make a whole episode at some point, but
1: yeah yeah i have some very interesting thoughts on that
0: subject so we'll have to add that one to the list i know you're not big on recommendations but watch at least one episode and then we can talk watch the death show it's really good watch the Death. you know it was funny because i watched the first episode and felt very hopeful about Hmm. just the whole circle of life after the first one after the first one who the fuck knows what happens after the first one (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. Somebody said something to me pretty great. It was like, you know, what do you think the next day? It's like paraphrasing it and I'm going to totally screw it up. But it was like, you know, the, the gist of the saying is, you know, what cares do you have after the day you die? And it's like none. So don't worry about it. So it was, yeah, it was like, what bills do you have to pay? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. The check's been written. I guess that's the silver lining of death. I don't, I I, I guess we'll get to death later. We'll get, we'll get to that. The other thing that was interesting and we'll bring up another Netflix show when we do our talks about my current situation is because it'll be prominent in those discussions is I care a lot. I have not watched that. It's in actually my, my list. So, all right. So thumbs up. Yes. Thumbs up. All right. Yeah. Thumbs up. Matter of fact, we made my mother-in-law watch it just Mm. so she has new found perspective and respect for us. There you go. That could have been the alternative. I'll watch anything with Peter Dinklage. Yes. And he's, he's, he's good in this. All right. He's good in this. I'll take that recommendation. All right. All right. So any other, any other thoughts on, on coping other than meditation, marijuana? Those are the two big ones. Yeah and laughter laughter's pretty good too. laughter's
1: good and and try to try to find a way to have fun somehow i mean
0: <laughs> any way you can all right so i'm definitely going to put this in the show notes speaking about having fun laughter and community all right normally i'm not a big proponent of the website next door <laughs> yeah did you see the entry that somebody put on next door about getting cheesed. No, I, I avoid next door under all circumstances. It it's actually, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's, it's pretty funny where somebody basically wrote a mock complaint. Like most people are whiny bitches when they get on next door and they're like, so-and-so has got a dog that's running through the neighborhood and pooping in everybody's (laughs) yard. Right. Yeah. They've got that thing there was a next door mock complaint. I assume it's a mock complaint where they said, we, we were driving through the neighborhood and we had our windows down and some teenage hooligans came by and they threw cheese at our car. And my son, he had his window down and they smacked cheese on his forehead. Beware of these hooligans. They're out cheesing everybody. And then it exploded all over next door where people were making cheese jokes where like i'm fed up with this <laughs> this is no gouda this is no gouda i'm fed up with this yeah we need to bring it in these people to the police
1: i mean it was just i mean the only cheese that makes any sense to do something like that with are the craft singles <laughs> because one they're they got that sticky adhesiveness and two like who wants to waste good cheese but you could right.
0: You could whip those and they could, you know, like a throwing star. But, but that's the whole point. I doubt this cheesing ever really took place. I think it was somebody just having fun, but what's even more fun are reading all the comments and watching the dichotomy of people that are getting super puckered up and going, this isn't laughing matter, throwing cheese at people's (laughs) not funny. And I hope that kid is okay. (laughs) Right. And then the other people that are like the, I'm a fed up with this, right? This is no Gouda (laughs) people. That's the real, that's the real joy of of (laughs) this thing next door. I'll find, I'll find it for you. I'll find it and send Uh, it over to you, but I'll make sure it's in the show notes. I was early on this. It was pretty funny. I was early in on this whole thing. And I told the kids, I came down and yelled at Grant and his friends. They were downstairs. I go, God damn it. How dare you guys run around and be cheesing people. <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And then I showed it to him. And then an hour later, one of their buddies came downstairs and, go- and started laughing. He goes, "You won't believe it. There's some. There's we're out. People like kids our age are out there cheesing people. I'm and sure. Like,
1: yeah, it probably took off like a wildfire. Everybody's cheesing everybody now. <laughs> yes, everybody's cheesing everybody. so
0: oh man, you want to do a round of triple D? <laughs>
1: yeah
0: after the cheesing
1: i mean we might have to i i know what's coming up and it would almost be funny too just cheesing but yeah we'll save that one for another another time or
0: should we just just make should we call an audible and just make cheesing the <laughs> triple d what do you call someone that slaps a craft single on a on a little boy's forehead <laughs> <laughs> that one doesn't fall into any of the three <laughs> That one's just dynamite. Dino, dynamite. All right. So this harkens back to the discussion that we had because Beck and I actually witnessed this take place. What did you say? It was a 14 day stretch. Yeah. Where it was like under below freezing. Below 15. Below 15. And so we did a Lucas Liquors curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. And. All iced and snowed over. We're driving into Lucas Liquor. And there was a car in the parking lot of Lucas Liquor doing donuts. Like spinning their car out. Intentionally doing donuts. Well, hopefully they hadn't been drinking yet, but well, that that's really the question is so why even tempt fate? Yeah. So this week's triple deep move is what do you call someone who does donuts in the liquor parking lot? So this week's Triple D move is what do you call someone who does donuts in the liquor store parking lot? Is that a dick douche or a dumbass move? And for folks that aren't familiar, Triple D, first time you're listening, we throw out a scenario and we discuss whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move.
1: Are you asking me? I am asking you.
0: <laughs> I mean it's
1: just 100% dumbass. Like nothing you're not hurting anybody. It's just you're probably going to hurt yourself if anything.
0: Yeah. I I'm with you. I think it's mostly dumbass for sure because I you're assuming that you're going to no one else is around, right? Like we're pulling into the parking lot. Yeah, what time was this? I mean, this was that's a good question. It was before five o'clock, okay, so it was the middle of the day. It wasn't in the evening or late evening right before they were closing yeah it was between per, three and five yeah for people not and in the
1: were, area, Lucas liquor is basically like a Costco of liquor like it's a massive store, and you can literally get anything that's ever been made with alcohol there so it it is a big parking lot but They get a lot
0: of business. They do get a lot of business and the parking lot wasn't completely empty. That was what shocked me. Yeah. That's risky business there. It is. And I'm sitting there thinking that's often an area that is really only a couple block where I'm going to go hard, dumbass, on this is, you know, as well as I do, that Lucas liquor is a quarter of a mile from the Overland park police department.
1: Yeah. And cops like to drink. So, you know.
0: Nothing good to go, come from it. No, nothing at all. So okay, you're saying dumbass, I'll go hard dumbass. There's a there's a little bit of a dick element to me around I'm going to do donuts in a completely public place where there are still people kind of around. But I I mostly I mostly it's it's really just the idea doing it and even tempting fate in yeah. a liquor store parking lot is true dumbass. The only the only caveat I'll give is there's
1: a A hint of douchiness if it's a Humvee. It was not a Humvee. Okay. It was not a Humvee. So speaking of Lucas Liquor, I'm off Fridays, and I usually use like Friday morning to reload for the weekend. Yes. It's shocking how many people get to Lucas Liquor at 9 a.m. Now, I'm in the parking lot, too, so I'm certainly, I'm not throwing stones, but. There are a lot of people there waiting for the liquor store to open at 9 a.m. And you're one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Food for thought. Just throwing that out there. I find it interesting every time. I'm like, who are these losers at the liquor store at 9 a.m.? Oh, wait. I am in. Wait, too. And
0: I'm in line line with them. (laughs) Well, you got to restart. Now, for you, I understand. I can make an argument on why you would do that. Pretty solid and compelling argument around. You're the one Sam, a member of the one sample club yeah. where you, r- you really want to be there when they have the choicest inventory, because you always want to try new and different.
1: Yeah, completely. And then the pandemic on top of it, I don't want to go to Lucas at 5 PM on Friday. Cause every knucklehead there's there to get their 30 dog, a Bud light and, you know, be on their way. Yeah. And
0: doing donuts in the parking lot and doing donuts in the parking lot. Of course. Yeah. Which you which you avoided all that. All right, folks, you heard it from me and Chad. If you're driving a Humvee, you're a douche for doing it. But otherwise, you're pretty much just straight on dumbass. So for doing donuts in the parking lot and ice and snow. Thanks for hanging with us tonight. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out. Chad's gonna like this, the Hump Podcast website, mm. which is coming. Mm. And sign up for our newsletter. Remember, you can catch us live on Facebook whenever we damn well feel like actually broadcasting on Facebook Live, which did not include tonight. And don't, and this is most important, don't forget to rate us and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform. This is for you, Jordan. I know you've already left a review, but Jordan, leave us another comment from your wife's account on (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Chad's favorite, Stitcher. Take care, everybody. Bye.
1: Good to get back in the saddle.